check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti. This podcast is for physicians who take care of patients with serious illnesses like cancer, dementia, advanced renal, cardiac, or neurologic disease. We are all about patient and family well-being, but also medical team and physician well-being. You'll learn things to help you heal your patients and yourself, and I am really glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I am Dr. Delia Caramonti, and today we're going to talk about using boundaries to decrease overwhelm. So I was one of those interns that was always getting in trouble for spending too much time with patients and being late and being the last one out of the clinic. And I thought at the time, and for a lot of my career, that that was because I was so empathetic. And if you're going to be empathetic and really there for your patients, then you have to give them everything that they need. And you're just going to take a lot of time and you're going to be late. And that's that. And for a long time, I thought that, but it turns out that's actually not a really helpful way to comport yourself as a doctor. And I just finished teaching 15 amazing physicians about applied integrative symptom management. And this topic of boundaries came up a bunch of times. And it was the same kind of twisted view that I had, which is that in order to be a really empathetic doctor or person, you have to have loose boundaries and it can't be about you. It has to always be about everybody else. And that makes you a great person. But that is a false belief because not only does it not make you a great person, it puts some pressure on the other person, but more importantly, it depletes you. And if you, if you get depleted, you can no longer be such an empathetic person for the next group of people or next year or the next decade. So you don't really do anybody any favors by having really loose boundaries. So this idea of being both a really empathetic person and kind of a badass with your boundaries, this struck me as a really important thing for us to talk about. There are three things that I think we need to do in order to decrease our overwhelm related to boundaries. Three things. The first one is we have to self-reflect. We have to think about what do we want? And by the way, not just what we need, because we're all so competent that you can hang on by your fingernails for a long time and say, no, I don't need anything. I'm just hanging out here by my fingernails from the windowsill. I'll be fine. And that's not good. So I'm not just saying what you need, because by the time you need it, you've already given away so much of you, you're already depleted and empty. Let's back way up from there and say, what do you want? What do you want? And it's okay to go after what you want. So if what you want is to be home earlier, or if what you want is to not be doing charts on the weekends, or if what you want is to not be signing into the medical record on all your days off if you work part-time, start with that. What do you actually want? And then let's look and see if there's a way that we can set a boundary that will get you what you want. But we don't even start there sometimes. We're just like, no, I'm fine. I can do it. I'm so tired, but I'll keep going. So just forget that martyr thing and start with what would I want? If I could have something different, what would I want? Do you want to have a day off a week? 
Do you want to have your weekends free? What What is it that you want? So start there and spend some real time there. Maybe go for a walk without music and think about it, or think about it in the bath or the shower, or journal about it, or do some meditation on it, or ask yourself that question right before you go to sleep and see if while you're sleeping, your mind can come up with something for you in the morning. Really spend some time thinking about what do I want? What would make me feel more filled up, less overwhelmed, happier, happier, we're allowed to have that. Like what would make me happier? What do I want to have different in my work situation, or even at home? So start with that self reflection, what do you want? Not what do you need? But what do you want? That's number one. Number two, once you figure out what you want, is to set a clear plan and then communicate it really clearly. So when we're fuzzy on the plan, and we're fuzzy in our communication, we're much less likely to get what we want. So if you communicate something like, I'd really like to get out of the office earlier to your staff, that doesn't really mean anything to them. Okay, good for you. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? That's not a clear plan, clearly communicated. A clearer plan would be, please pre-screen my patient messages, handle the ones that are easy, If they're really complicated, please make the person an appointment and then refer back to me the ones that you think I need to handle. That is a clear plan, clearly communicated, that might get you what you want if you decided that what you want is to get out of the office earlier, for example. So that's number two, a clear plan. So spend some time on that, going back to what is it that you want, what kind of plan might you have that you could decide upon and then communicate clearly that would get you to what you want. So for example, if you work part-time, but you're checking the medical record every single day, while there are other people working in the office, just not you, and what you want is to not have to sign into the medical record every day, what would be a plan? So what you want is to not sign into the medical record every day. The plan might be talk to your office staff Ask them, please review the messages. If there are emergencies, you can contact me. If they're simple things, please handle them. Otherwise, please contact the patient and tell them I'll be back in the office on Thursday and I answer all my messages then, for example. So think about what you want, set a clear plan, and then communicate that very clearly so the people who are going to help you manifest this plan know exactly how to do it and if they're doing it right. That's two. And then number three, this is a big one, but it's really, really important, is you have to be okay with other people's displeasure about this whole thing. Because when you set boundaries, other people sometimes don't like it. Okay, that's fine. But I know, because I'm a pleaser too, that that's so easy to say and harder to do because we always want everybody to like us all the time. But you know what? This is a really important part of this whole equation here. If you figure out what you want, so that you are less overwhelmed, less depleted, more filled up for your own self, your own life, your own family and friends, and also for your patients. If you figure out what you need for that to happen, what you want for that to happen, then you have to be okay when people don't like it. It's fine. They don't have to like it, but they can still support it. If you ask your staff to handle messages that before you were handling all by yourself, They may not like that because you've just added a task to their task list. But you know what? If they are your staff, 
and this is what you want, then they need to do it. And if they don't like it, you have to be okay with that. You can obviously talk to them, ask them if there's a way you can make it better for them. You, you know, you're not going to be a jerk about it, but other people don't have to love it. And other people are not going to give you permission to set boundaries. We're sometimes waiting for that. Like, well, if someone would just tell me to go home early or tell me they would help me, then it would be so much better. But that's not really fair because other people are living their own lives, managing their own problems. And really, no one is going to give us permission to set boundaries. We have to do it. And it's okay if they don't like it. It's okay. And we have to do our own work to be okay with that. Sometimes people may even be critical of us setting boundaries for our own well-being. And you know what? That's okay, too. It's okay. It's okay. And it's not only okay, it's actually important that we model this because when there's this view around that we all have to be martyrs in order to be good doctors, that's not good for anybody. And the newer people who are coming up in that environment are also getting burnt out, also getting depleted. So if you can be a super caring, empathetic, wonderful doctor who also sets boundaries, limits, so that you can be happy and filled up and stay empathetic and wonderful, you teach somebody else how to do that. You teach some new physician how to do that. So if you can't think of it just for yourself, think of it that you're going to model it for the other physicians who are watching you. And not just physicians, all the people in your office who are watching you. You can model for them that you can be uber caring and empathetic and protect your own space, protect your own time, protect your own boundaries so that you can be filled up and have a life that you like. So let's review. The first one is you're going to start with self-reflection. And you're going to focus on what you want, not just what you need. What do you want? Think about what you want and be specific. Don't say to yourself, oh, I just wish I had more time. Well, what does that even mean? What do you mean? Like, do you want to leave the office by six? Do you want to not work in the evenings three days a week? Be as specific as you possibly can and be realistic, but not too small. You know, think about what would you really like to have happen? And and who's to say, can you actually get there? But maybe you could get close. So think about and write down what would you want so that your life would feel more in control and better. Number two, setting a clear plan and communicating it. If maybe you have trouble getting out of the exam room on time, I have, as I mentioned, I have struggled with that. You can tell the patient in advance okay, so we have 15 minutes together today. I want to make sure that we get everything covered that's really important to you. What should we start with? We have 15 minutes. So if you start every visit that way, you will have a much easier time getting out on time. So if that's your goal, I want to get out of the visit on time. I want to do visits in 15 minutes. That would be a plan, clear plan that you make for yourself. I'm going to tell the patient at the beginning of every visit how much time we have, and then you clearly communicate that in an empathetic way. And number three, how can you help yourself be okay with other people's displeasure when you start setting some clear boundaries and communicating them? First of all, it's important to realize that it is often our wounds, our childhood wounds, that make us 
a pleaser that make us feel like everybody has to love us all the time or the world will end. And that is not a healthy stance, right? Some people will be happy with us sometimes and unhappy with us other times and we won't die and it's okay. It's okay. And so sometimes we need to work on our own childhood wounds around that. You know, are we such a pleaser that we put ourselves last? Sometimes therapy can help that. Sometimes journaling can help that. Talking with friends about it, reading books about it, all of that can be helpful. And sometimes it's enough just to remind ourselves they're upset about it. That feels yucky. Oh, well, I'm going to let it go and have a little letting go ritual like um, shaking your hands. I do that when I'm trying to let something go. Wiping like the energy off your arms or your upper body journaling, breathing it out, going for a run, putting water on your face. So whatever your letting go ritual is, which you should have anyway, because there's always lots of things in life we need to let go, that would be a thing that you could do. If someone is, you know, says, what, what do you mean you're leaving on time? And you feel their displeasure and you feel yucky about it, you can say to yourself, well, you know, they're not pleased with me and that feels yucky. And then here's my letting go ritual I'm going to practice. So your task this week is to practice all three things. Practice self-reflection, set a clear plan for some new boundary that you're going to try out and communicate it clearly. And then when someone shows displeasure about it, which they probably will, just label it up. They have, they're not happy about it. Do your letting go ritual and move on. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled that you're listening. Please do share this with a friend. If you know somebody who has issues around boundaries, who's a super pleaser, send them this episode and help them out. And I will see you next Thursday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you find value in this podcast, please do two things for me. Number one, share with a colleague. This is how we spread the word and I really need your help. And number two, please do leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It would really mean the world to me. You can find me at integrativepalliative.com and also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Come find me, reach out, send me an email and come check out on the website, our upcoming physician training programs. It's been great to have you here and I'll see you next Thursday.